It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Well, happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk and Jeff Fiegels with you. The phone number is 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us that way, you certainly can. I am live in my hotel room in beautiful downtown Cleveland, Ohio, overlooking downtown outside a window. It is beautiful. It is sunny, high in the low 80s. It is steamy, though. It is a little bit humid, and we certainly felt that on the practice field. I enjoyed joint practices yesterday. They will take place again today at around 2 o'clock. That's when Joe Judge will address the media, and then we'll get practice shortly thereafter. Jeff Fiegels is back in the great state of New Jersey, holding down the fort, Pearson at the controls. Jeff, what's going on, bud? Hello, Mr. Smoke. Now, yeah, happy Friday to everybody. Good to be back, and uh, exciting, exciting day yesterday. I know you were there. I had not uh, been able to really catch up. I did a couple things on uh, on the internet, internet, trying to find out how practice went, but it sounds like it went pretty well. So um, I'm doing good. Looking forward to the game this weekend. And before you know it, uh, there'll be one left, and then boom, here we go. So where would you like me to start, up. Jeff? Why don't we start about yesterday? Uh, just talk a little bit. I was, you know, obviously I haven't seen much. So um, just from what I got to see on the internet, it sounds to me like everything kind of went good. So maybe just uh, uh, let's start with the practices and the joint practices. It sounds to me like both teams were, you know, they were well behaved, which is by far the first thing you got to get done. And I read a quote from a couple of the players, whether it was, Co- I don't know, Judge, Coach Judge, or whatever, but it's just, you know, we don't travel. We're not going on the road to get in fights. we got to get something done. So, And I think that that was proven that they could do that a few years ago. And actually when I went up to the Bengals camp, and that uh, that worked out very well. So I think that's 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 the number one thing, John. These guys got to know that we got to get some work done here. Yes, absolutely. You could tell there was a lot of continuity between Good the word. two coaching yep. staff. Um, they planned this thing very specifically, the type of work they were going to do. I got there early yesterday. I listened to the Cleveland media availabilities in addition to the Giants, and they were asked about uh, Kevin Stefanski, you know, drilling into them about, you know, the Giants are our guests here. We're going to treat them like guests and treat them the right way. And the players all laughed. He said, yeah, he's told us that about a half dozen times already. So it was definitely (laughs) drilled into the Cleveland players that this was supposed to be done a certain way. It was planned very well between the giant coaching staff and and Kevin Stefanski. Joe Judge and and Kevin go back to their days both playing high school football outside of Philadelphia. So they have a relationship. And even before practice, Jeff, as the Giants all got on the bus and made their way over to the practice field to get things going, Mm -hmm. you saw the veterans of the two teams kind of meet and just talk about how this thing was going to go. So, really? yes, huh. th- yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it was it was very casual, but they did have a quick conversation about it. And you could tell that neither team wanted anything to happen. Now, was there was it very competitive? Yes. Was there some trash talk involved that sure. maybe you thought for a second could elevate to something more than that? Yes, maybe. But for the most part, um, the guys were very well behaved. There wasn't even any pushing and shoving, let alone a, a flat-out fight. Just some trash talk, like I said. And in that way, it was a very efficient, well-run practice. Not a lot of wasted snaps or time. And I think both teams got a lot out of it. 
Well, I think both coaches understand what the purpose was, like I said, of the practices. But I think that they, you know, I think these guys are just really good controllers. Um, they got their teams under control. I think they, the team leaders uh, got together from the coach telling them, hey, let's spread this amongst the players. Let's get together with the other team. And that's good. That's good. Bottom line is, is that, you know, it's still football, as you said. And, I, I you know, there's going to be some there's going to be some tempers out there now. You at the open, you said it's a little bit warm. So we'll see. That's when things happen. <laughs> and when things get ha- when things get a little dicey, when all of a sudden it's hot, and the uh, guys' little tempers get a little bit short. Um, but I think that you know if you have control. But bottom line, it's still football. Still, guys are going to be hitting each other. I know that today they'll probably back off a little bit because today is Friday and they are going to play on Sunday. So they're kind of uh, this is like almost like a Friday practice. Uh, no, this would be a yeah a Friday practice. Um, so there isn't usually a lot of hitting going on in a normal Friday practice. So we'll see what happens. But I think the bottom line of this practice is, John, and I think you'll agree with me, is there's three things that I see the most important. Number one, we've already addressed it, and that is just to to be able to effectively uh, run the practice without any problems. Okay, I think to check that box. Now we'll see what happens today. The second one is ultimate evaluation from the player standpoint and the, and the organization, being able to go out on the field and really look and see what these guys can do against an other opponent. They've always have, have tired of practicing against themselves every single day. Um, and then the third one is, is that how do these guys react to the pressure? Um, some of the younger guys, and I think that's important for the coaches to see. And again, I always tell you how you take it from the meeting room onto the practice field. It's even more important yesterday and today um, in the evaluation process to these guys that you show the coaches that you can you can comprehend what's going on in the classroom and then take it out to the field because that's important. Yeah, no question about it. And I do think today is going to be important. I do wonder, Jeff, how much they're going to do because, as you mentioned, this is kind of like a Friday practice, right, which is usually, yeah, you know, it's not a walkthrough, but it's not a fully padded practice either. And I think what happens today will determine – how many of these veterans will play on Sunday too. So I think if the veterans get a lot of work today and it's a very physical practice, you might not see them play a whole lot on Sunday because they've gotten so much work in today. So I think that'll be interesting to see. And I do think, you know, probably a lot of guys went back yesterday. And, you know, the, they all watched the tape of practice with their coaches. And if they got ragged on by their teammates a little bit and saw that some guy on the other team got after them a bit and, and, and they, they were just better than them, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I see those guys sometimes coming back the next day and trying to prove a point, and that's when things can get chippy a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes too. Yeah. I would imagine there's probably going to be less reps today. There won't, there's not going to be as much as yesterday. Um, a little bit more controlled, and I think that um, there will probably be a little bit more emphasis on your own team stuff. I think yesterday was the, the bulk of what you wanted to get against one-on-one stuff and things like that. Um Maybe a little bit more 11 on 11 was just kind of thud, you know, touching guys like that. But so we'll, we'll, you have to see what happens. I, I think that and you bring up the point where these guys, if they get smoked yesterday, they're going to come back with a little bit of a vengeance today. That can be both sides of it. Right. So there's also guys that did very well against the Cleveland Browns players yesterday. And those Browns players are going to come back and of course and do, sure. do the same thing. So and, and I think it's what I'm interested to see. And we'll find out on Sunday <laughs> is that. You know, when you go against these joints practices on two days in a row, you get a lot of work done. You probably get more work done in those de- those two days than you will in 60 minutes of football on game day. I'm just curious how this is going to ha- how this is going to the game is going to go on Sunday. 
You know, yeah. is it going to be a little, you know, patty cake kind of thing, which I don't think it will. It's still, it's still NFL football. And, but I think that some guys will be like, hey, listen, we went against each other all week. Do we need to do it again today? They won't, the veterans aren't going to play that much. Um, they'll play more than they did last week, but it'll be interesting to see how the game, the tempo goes. Yeah, no question about it. I agree. All right, and let's I, get and I'm sorry, John. Thing. It's not yeah, just please. this. It's just not this. This team, you know, the Browns and the Giants. These joint practices are going all over the place. You see that the the Eagles are are they had a no? Who was the Jets? Were had a joint practice against the the Packers, and there's all kinds of them going on. So I'm sure that I'm sure this is kind of the talk around the league is that how the games are being played now that these guys are doing the joint practices together. Yeah, no question about it. All right, so let, let's get into the nitty-gritty here a little bit, Jeff, about what happened to practice. First off, yeah. uh, Saquon Barkley did a little bit more individual stuff. I think if they were back at home, he probably would have started doing teamwork this week. But since they're against another team and it's a little less controlled, they didn't want him in those competitive sessions this week. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and, and that's the right thing to do. But I do think the window is open that he could play in that final preseason game against New England. I don't think that's out of the question, so we'll see how they handle him in practice next week. Uh, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony still not doing a whole lot, so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, they did not do any of, the, any of the competitive sessions either, so they're going coming back a little bit more slowly. They're probably not going to play. I think actually Joe Judge said they're not going to play on Sunday. Nate Solder wasn't out there yesterday really doing a whole lot. He wasn't out there with the second-team offensive line. Uh, you did see the first-team offensive line fully intact. Shane Lemieux was back, which was good to see. Lorenzo Carter and O'Shane Zimenez, both back all the way doing all the reps. I thought those two guys actually probably had, they were two of my practice standouts on the story I wrote for Giants.com yesterday, along with Evan Ingram, who had a nice uh, catch down the scene. Mm -hmm. uh, Trent Harris, I thought, had another good practice. I keep, you know, that's one guy, Jeff, <laughs> that throughout this entire training camp keeps jumping to me is Trent Harris, the, uh, the, the, the edge rusher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's someone we've hardly talked about on Big Blue Kickoff Live this offseason. I think he's got a real chance to make this team. I really do. I think he's been pretty good. And, and I think that edge rusher group out of all the groups yesterday at practice probably had the strongest um, performance. They won some one-on-one -on -one reps. They won in team reps. They had a couple sacks at Bacon Mayfield in 11-on-11. So of, of all the groups, I think they probably had the best time of it uh, yesterday against the Browns. Well, you know, it's interesting with Trent Harris. You heard uh, Coach Graham mention his name a few times as a guy that's actually, you know, really coming out and, and, um, and doing some things and kind of really competing to try to make this roster. So, um, you know, he's a, he's a big guy. And, again, he's, he's young. He's a third-year player from the U. And uh, he's got some, you know, good ability. He's also got some good special teams assets too. So we again always talk about those special teams. And uh, I didn't. What about special? Uh, we can just we haven't talked about the offense. But don't forget, I want to talk about the special teams when you're done with uh, going through the practice. Yeah. No, have fun. Absolutely, I'll get to it. Uh, defensively, she, you know, James Bradbury had some good coverage. Uh, I didn't see Adore Jackson really get beat. I'll tell you what, David and Joku made a couple of unbelievable catches, Jeff. That I did in see. One on, <laughs> two in of one them. on ones, you know, it was good coverage too on both plays. Yeah. It's not like it wasn't good coverage, but you know, he's six four, six five. Julie, you know, Jabril Peppers is five eleven, six foot. Mm -hmm. So he kind of just went right over him to make a couple of plays on some really tough catches. So you know, tip his hat on, tip your cap to him on that. I thought the coverage in general was fine. There weren't really guys like running free. So I, I thought the Giants' defense was was fairly representative. I think it's a good opportunity to practice against the type of offense you're going to see a lot during the season, Jeff, where, you know, that Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, 
outside zone, inside zone, play action boot off of that, mm -hmm. you know, running game married to the pass game. You want to make the two things look similar. So, you know, you fool the defense. I thought it was a really good experience to get a lot of work against that type of offense, which is something the Giants offense doesn't do a whole lot of in terms of practice. So I think that will help this Giants defense be ready for the regular season uh, for the most part. Yeah, I think collectively, offense and defensively, um, when we look at the film as coaches and we turn it on, what are we looking for? You know, we're looking for uh, guys that are picking up uh, concepts, you know, what these guys and identifying what they're doing specifically if you're on defense and covering the Browns offense, right? So these guys do do, do different things like you mentioned, John, that they don't see all the time. So, again, I talked to you about the classroom. They're learning these types of things in the classroom to take it out on the field. So I want to see how they're doing that, and that's important. Also, I want to see how, they, how the linemen are in their, getting in their fits. You know, so there's all kinds of little keys that the coaches at every one of their positions are looking at those players and understanding. Because, you know, we talk – the coaches and Coach Judge, they talk about fundamentals constantly. I was blown away the other day um, at the scrimmage in the stadium that I remember when I was sitting next to you, I asked you, did they start on time? And you said, yeah, they were almost an hour into the practice before they even started doing any type of teamwork. And that yep. just shows you that. And you said, hey, Jeff, this is what they do every day because I'm not out of practice like you are and you and you see it. And that that to me is important because these guys are distressing the fundamentals and techniques. And now let's see how they apply to the game itself, you know, they, they do it at the, in the Jets game. And now what are they doing with the Cleveland Browns practice? So, um, you know, offensively for them, it's all about execution. It's all about the quarterback trying to understand matchups and getting in and out of plays. Um, there's probably not a lot of audibling going at the top line of scrimmage. You're just going to run these, these generic plays. That's what they do in preseason. But I'm hoping that, the, that that's going well for these guys. And then all of a sudden, like you said, John, they get in the classroom and they dissect the film. That's all they do. They get in there. The players see it. The coaches watch it about 15 million times, um, and then they they take it into the next day in the meeting mornings. The meeting the 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 meetings this morning. <laughs> <laughs> blah, they're going over all that stuff, and then they're going to install what they're going to do with today's practice. So it's all planned out. I think it's a great idea, and I'm just happy that it's uh, that it's going good. So. Yeah, and, and look, I talked about the defense. Let's talk about the offense here. And I want to see the offense come out, Jeff, and be a little bit more consistent today. What were they uh, inconsistent the, about yesterday, you think? Oh, a whole lot, Jeff. Um, really? You know, so, I, okay. They, they, they weren't really consistently moving the ball in terms of connecting quarterback, receiver. Mm -hmm. The Browns DBs, who are a very talented group, by the way, but it should note that Denzel Ward was not in practice. But Greg Newsom, the rookie, I thought did a really good job in coverage. He was on Sterling Shepard for a lot of the day. Uh, Evan Ingram was able to create a lot of separation. That was one guy the Browns had very had a lot of trouble covering. Darius Slayton was targeted a lot on short routes. He had a couple times where he didn't come up with a pass that I thought he could have. Mm -hmm. But I, I thought the Browns' secondary was very sticky. They got their hands on the ball a couple of times, had a couple of interceptions over the course of practice. And I thought there was pressure on the quarterback, too. And that was, again, without Miles Garrett practicing, without Jadavian Clowney practicing, without Takaris McKinley practicing. <laughs> and I thought there was too much penetration um, in the backfield over the course of 11-on-11 11 11 and some of the other team drills. So I would like to see the – and, again, it's important to note, no Saquon Barkley, no Kenny Galladay, uh, no Kadarius Toney. So that's part of it for sure. It's some of it. But yep. 
I would like to see the offense get going a little bit here and carry that. And again, none of this will matter if they go out there in the preseason game and they're very good, and then I'm going to say who cares if it doesn't make a difference, so I don't want to make too much out of it. But I'd like to see the offense here have a couple more moments today and on Sunday as as we get ready here and you're trying to get this offense hitting its stride heading into the regular season where they start the year against two very good defenses in Denver and Washington. Yeah, I, I think that offensively, to me, if I was looking for something and they're watching practice, the first thing I would go to would be the offensive line to see how they held up. And you just answered that question, uh, both in the passing game and the running game. Um, the other thing is, is I want to see the, the running backs. I mean, what were the other running backs doing? Uh, who was getting a lot of the reps? Was it Booker? Was it Penny? Who was it? Platz, Platz, what's his name? Platz Gummer. Uh, you know, any of these guys, what, who was getting the reps that we're going to see if behind who's going to play behind Saquon you know so uh Corey Clement is he a guy that's going to be getting some reps how did he play um who were the other standouts I wouldn't always say standouts but does anybody in the tight end position stick out to you other than Evan Ingram you know I think that's something that we have to look at uh going forward too you know who are those guys going to be so and then again like I told you before this is all about execution it's all about timing um, getting in the run game, you know, getting up on, on the, getting their fits onto the defensive linemen and into the linebackers and having that running game going. So uh, I think it's a little bit the passing game on both sides of the football for the Giants defense and the offense. You know, these guys, they can get close to the quarterback, but they can't, you know, they can't hit them, obviously. So you kind of got to guess on how many sacks they would have given up yesterday or how many sacks the Giants got uh, against the Cleveland Browns offensive line, which, by the way, is pretty good. I will tell you the coaches are they are just absolutely excited about what they're doing because you don't get these opportunities that much. And they're planned out a long time ago, and they're coming to fruition now. But the evaluation process is so good to be able to watch the guys go against another team. And we've talked about it all the time. We can sit here and probably go through the roster and pick out, you know, between 45 and 48 of the guys, and we can come up with them. So these practices are important for the guys making the uh, making the team. And then, you know, for the veterans, there's guys. No, we know, we know who's going to make the team. It's just a matter of who's going to get the reps and, uh, you know, and, and executing both offensively and defensively. I, I was curious, and when John comes back up here, I want to know a little bit about – I know that for the joint practices that I ever went to – uh, they usually start out with the punt team, and that's the most important, and they'll run through those pretty quickly, like about eight punts on each side. The Giants would do their punt team, and the, and the Browns would do their punt rush team. Both special teams coordinators get together before that one, and they say, okay, listen, this is what we would like to work on, or they say this is what we would like you to do so that we can work on. And so, uh, you know, Coach Quinn and Coach... Uh, McGahee will probably tell the other guy, listen, we want to work on an eight-man rush or we want to work on a six-man overload with six guys to one side and two guys to the other. Um, and those are the types of things. And then we'd also maybe like to move into the middle of the field and practice some of our downing inside the 20 kicks. Um, I don't think they do much kickoff and then, or kickoff return and always do field goal. And so they'll have a session with that. Same thing. They'll move the field for, for field goals. They'll start at an extra point, and then they'll move all around, and they'll end up with a long one. And then the next time, then the next team will do the same thing. So that's kind of how that works in the special teams part of it. Because, you know, the special teams guys, they don't want to sit there and get bored. They want to watch film. They want to be able to do their special teams practice, and they got to incorporate it into the joint practice as much as they can. John, are you back? 
I am back now, Jeff. Oh, you are, John. Okay. I, I just clicked back in, and I just changed a wireless card here. Hopefully this one will hold better <laughs> than the other one. All right, I think we're ready to go to the calls here, Jeff. You're good to go? I am good to go. Let's go. All right, perfectly. Guys, let's open up the phones, 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513, hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us that way, you certainly can. Let's go to the phones and say what's up to Max in Philly. He will join us first on Big Blue Kickoff Live. What's up, Max? Hi, Max. What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I sure. appreciate it. Yep. You're welcome. So I have uh, my first question is around the O-line. It seems like, I guess besides Daniel Jones, the O-line is kind of the consensus X factor for this team sure. just in terms of their overall success. What, Aside from just the unit itself, though, what individual player do you think presents the biggest X factor? I guess Thomas being the left tackle and in his second year is probably the easy answer to that. But I was just interested in like maybe what you've seen in practices. I know it's tough to judge an O-line more than most positions in training camp because of the limitations. And then my second question, and then I'll get off the line, is what edge rusher do you project um, by week seven, or I guess week 18 to have uh, the highest percentage of snaps? So I guess the, the guy that's going to play most. Ah, good, good yeah, questions, good. Max. Yeah. Uh, that would and, be a good over-under number. Yes, and thanks <laughs> for the call. Um, why don't we, Jeff, hit the edge rusher question first? Okay. I think it's going to be Lorenzo Carter, and I frankly don't think it's going to be that close. You think he'll play the most? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, I think if – yeah, I'll agree with you there. Um, I will be interested to see how uh, Elogiari gets in there and if does he take over for, um, you know, somebody. Because I think that he is he's fun to watch. Uh, he's got a lot of ability. Now, I know he's young. I know he's young. But the fact of the matter is is that some guys are young, but they still can play, and they can just step right in. So – um, will it be O'Shane Zimenez that he takes his spot? Um, you know, I don't know, but I think Aziz will be second in my opinion. Um, the other one is, I don't know. I'm looking down. I'm looking at my roster here, just trying to figure out some of these other guys. I could see O'Shane Zimenez having more snaps than Ojolari, Jeff. I, well, I could. It wouldn't shock me. Well, no, it wouldn't shock me. But I'm, I'm telling you that it would also wouldn't shock me that if uh, Ojolari actually beats him out. Right. Uh, that's, and then, then he'll take more of the snaps. So, but if on a, in a normal circumstance, I think those two guys will be your top guys with. And I agree with you. I, I think it'll be Carter. Yeah, I, I think so too. And then for the offensive line, Jeff, I would say, I think I feel pretty good about Andrew Thomas right now. I, I what I've seen from him in camp, I think he's done a really nice job. I, I only saw one time where he got beat in practice yesterday. I thought he was pretty solid, for the most part. Again, I'm not watching every guy every play. That's just kind of based on what I saw. And the other problem is that they were doing like one-on-ones, receivers, DBs, tight ends, linebackers. At the same time, they were doing all-line, D-line, one-on-one. So there were four drills mm -hmm. going on at the same time, and I can't watch them all. So I was doing my best to watch the ones that I could. But, you know, for me, I still look at the right tackle spot because I still think that's where the biggest competition is, right? Like it would surprise me right now. If from left to right, it wasn't Thomas, Lemieux, Gates, Hernandez. I, unless something no, someone gets it. hurt or something weird happens. That's definitely the starters right there. Those are going to be your four. Yeah. But I do think there's still a shot. And now Nate Solder's not practicing right now. So I'm not going to make that prediction now. But I do think Matt Parrott still has a lot to prove here. He needs to play a lot more snaps. I think you know preseason is, is very valuable for him. So... I think that's probably the X-factor spot for me if I'm going to pick one 
on this offensive line that I think can kind of move the performance of this group one way or the other um, over the course of the year. I agree. I think that the team wants Matt Parrott to be the tackle. Um, he didn't get a lot of playing time last year. He got some, but not a lot. Um, so he's still going to he still has to, to learn, right? He's got a lot of long ways to go. Um, I just don't know about Nate Solder. I know that he, at one point in time, was a, you know, a marquee player. Um, but I just don't know if the team has enough confidence in him to be the everyday starter. I see more of an upside in Matt Parrott. But I agree. I think that that is the position to keep your eye on. I think the maybe just maybe a kind of a flyer here is that let's keep our eyes on those two guard positions at Lemieux and Hernandez just to see how things go. Um, and the fact that, and I'm, this is like a way out there scenario. Um, but if one of those guys continue to, if they do struggle, um, we might have to find, you know, someone to play that position. Would they move Gates into a guard position and go with another center? I don't know, but that's a catastrophe waiting to happen if that went, if that happened. But I think you're right. I think Matt Parrott is a guy that's, it's his job to lose and he's got a lot of, uh, a lot of work to do. And I think they want him to get better quickly. 201-939-4513. If you guys want to get in, we do have some open lines right here on Big Blue Kickoff. Live again, it's 201-939-4513. John Schmelk out here live with the Giants in Cleveland, Ohio. Jeff back in New Jersey holding down the four. Pearson at the controls. So we do have some open lines if you guys want to get in and talk some Giants football with us. All right, folks, taking all the action of New York Giants football from your very own private suite. Giant suites are a great way to entertain the family and friends while rooting on your Giants here at MetLife Stadium. Speak with the Giant Suite representative now by calling 888-NYG-1925. So, Jeff, when you take a look at this offense, what do you think the key is to kind of get things clicking with Jones and these receivers and the offensive line? as we now head into more preseason action where the starters are certainly going to play a lot more together with each other in these games, where in the first game it was really um, a deeper look at the backups. Well, I think it's it's taken what they're doing in practice um, in a vanilla sense and just execution. I, I That's what that's really all what it's about. I mean, John, I, I think that it's pretty easy to play football um, in preseason because everything is generic, right? I mean, it's the, the defense is set up to a very generic. Um, so if you can execute your plays against a very generic defense, that means to tell that tells me that you're actually, your blocking assignments are working. Everybody's on the same page and these guys are going to grade out. So I think the more you get that continuity, the word you used earlier in the day, I think the more continuity you get with the, the, the starting lineup together as much as you can, the better off you are. That's not happening right now. You got Kenny Galladay out of the out of the equation. You got Saquon Barkley that's not there. Um, you know, for the most part, I think you pretty much got everybody else. But <laughs> those are two pretty big playmakers that you're just leaving out. So I think it's important to get those two guys back on the field. Uh, what not so much in the games, but in practice, so that you can run your full complementary offense every single day, running plays, working on timing, working on. Uh, some sort of game planning for that first game of the season and getting on getting on the same page with everything. That, to me, is, a, is the important thing. And, you know, running these plays against the, the Cleveland Browns, um, they're, they're just they're generic plays. In fact, they're probably half the plays that the Giants are running, the, the Browns are running the same thing. 
you know, against their de- the Giants' defense. So with exception to a lot of the motions and stuff, I did see some tape yesterday on the practice a little bit, and I will tell you that I did like the fact that uh, the Giants were moving around a little bit with some motion and changing things around uh, more than I have seen in the past, which tells me that Jason Garrett has more confidence in Daniel Jones at the line of scrimmage when he's moving people around to get them in and out of place. Um, so that that makes a difference, and I think that's just come from experience. So to answer your question, I hope that did. For me, it's just getting this everybody on the same page. Okay, yeah, and I think that only happens with snaps, and I think we'll see more against reps, New reps, next reps, week reps, in, exactly, yep. and the joint practices, and we'll have more joint practice today. And so re- as they do more, better things will happen. And real quickly too, I feel like you know you're going to have two weeks now um, from that last preseason. Wait, two weeks, one week, right? Wait, two weeks. Is it two Between weeks? what and what? Between the last preseason game and the regular season. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two so weeks, yes. That's a long time. That is a long time to be able to put your defense and your offense together, game plan for the Denver Broncos, and start to run against a scout team. So to, going into that, that's, that's, that's good preparation time. But you want to be able to you know, get everything working offensively and defensively when that ball snapped you want guys in the right position on defense and on offense you want guys in the right spacing you want everything to look good Um, because and offensively you know this john it's all about perception okay i put you in a i put an offense in here and i'm gonna you're gonna think i'm doing this but i'm not gonna do it but i have to consistently get to that point so you know or you you think what you know what i'm doing but if you kind of tip your hand, because in the NFL, these guys are looking at those things all the time. They're, look at that right tackle. Whenever it's a run, he's got his right foot up. I mean, there's so many things these people look at. So you've got to be very consistent in how good you plan and have the fundamentals of football so that you're consistently doing the same thing every single time so they can't get the keys on you. And that's what good players look for. Good players look for keys against their opponent, and they study film. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and obviously that stuff becomes more important and you start scheming more for these games. You're right, see and that's why carded. I say about those two weeks, yeah. yeah. And, we, yep. and look, we, and we did see some some cards in practice on Tuesday and this today, so you're going to see a little bit more game planning this week. I imagine you'll see even more against the Patriots in the final preseason game, and that's when you kind of get a feel for this stuff and exactly where things are heading. Let's go back to the phones, Jeff, at 201-939-4513. Sure. Our buddy Charlie's up in Portland, Maine. Hi, Chuckles. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. Hey, uh, John, you going to be at the uh, Patriots practice? Yes, I will be. But hey, I will be I incognito, like and I can't talk to any fans. I, I, it, it, it stinks. <laughs> they don't let me do it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Especially one, right? I, Especially I fans from Maine, drive, yeah. I'm going to drive down because it's free, and I uh, think I'm going to drive down. So, I, it, Charlie, if you're there down. and you see me and you can shout and I can hear you and I don't ignore you, I'll be happy to come by and say hello. All right. Okay. Well, is Paul going to be there too? Yes, he will be. Oh, great. Let Paul know. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the lucky one. And Lance. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, oh, Lance and I are the two right, lucky yeah. guys. We don't have to even think about meeting you in person. <laughs> Just kidding you. Just kidding you. Just kidding, yeah, Charlie. I, I would love to meet really. you one day, too. Hey, uh, John, just talk yes. about the offensive line. It didn't sound very good, but I know it's early and whatever. But we also didn't go up, uh, you know, against their best pass rushes. The Clown and Garrett weren't even playing. So, uh, you know, if it looked bad, we'd going up against their second stringers and even Phillips wasn't in very very much 
I don't know. It, it, I keep saying it doesn't. It doesn't look very. No, good look, for this Joe. Here, here's the deal. Look, I think you need to see improved play from the offensive line. And we talked about this earlier in the offseason. By the way, it was like three months since we made our deal, and you've held your end of the bargain, so we can so we can re-engage now that we're like on August okay. 20th here. So, look, here's the thing with yeah. the offensive line, Charlie, and the, the, these are the brass tacks facts. The Giants used resources on young offensive linemen, right? First-round pick on Andrew Thomas, third-round pick yeah. on Matt Parrott, second-round pick on Will Hernandez, fifth-round pick on Shane Lemieux, and then Nick Gates they developed as an undrafted guy, which is a credit to them, right? They're depending on the fact that these guys are going to have internal improvement and get better, and that improvement is going to make them a better group in 2021. So they believe that that's going to happen. Is it guaranteed that's going to happen? No. Are we going to know if that happens until we get to the first regular season game? Probably not. I think the coaching staff will probably have a pretty good idea, but you know, us looking on the outside in probably uh, you know are not going to have a great feel for that. And is there a risk involved in that strategy? Absolutely. And I and I think they understand that. So that's kind of where we're at here. So we know how they've planned this. We know where they are, where they're going, and we're going to find out if the strategy pays pays off or not in the next. Four weeks or so. Yep, we are, and hopefully there's going to be some guys available if it doesn't. But hey, I just wanted to say that uh, uh, I think it was uh, Rosenblatt, Zach, whoever he covers the the team. He's a beat writer, and the best thing you could say about Jones was he was he was pretty, 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 pretty decent. And if that's all the best we can say about Jones that he's decent, it, we're in trouble. You know, we're in trouble. He's He's got to be better than just decent. But then the other thing I want to talk about is that, hey, Deal even gave a shout-out to my son, Ryzen John. He said, this guy is looking really good out there. Oh, my God. And uh, when he was with Papa, he said it. Kyle has said it. Everybody's saying it. Jeff, get on the bandwagon. No, The I'm sun not. is rising. The sun is <laughs> rising. I'm telling you. He's not making and this the team. Is, he's going to be a star. Oh, my gosh. So now he's not just making the team. Now he's going to be a star. <sighs> yeah, he is. He oh, he is, better put some man. weight on. He, it, seriously. <laughs> well, he's a wide receiver. He's a plax. He's a 2.0. He's not a tight end. They always try to change people into something they're not. But he will He will make so the team. So is he going to make the team Especially. as a tight end or a wide receiver, you're saying? Well, I think he'll be a tight end. They'll call him a tight end, but he'll be playing more wide receiver. But you just said receiver. he's a wide receiver, but okay. All right, so we, that's all we but need. Randall, another, we just Randall need another, we need another gonna, tight end that can play wide he's gonna, receiver. He's going to be on pop for six weeks, so he's going to make the team just because uh-huh. of that at least. I don't think I don't know if Rudolph's going to be on pup for six weeks. Oh, he is too. He's standing around. He can't even stand on that ankle. He's always got his leg up. <laughs> Charlie, you realize you realize there are still like there's still like more than three weeks till the first game of the regular season, right? M- more than three weeks. Yeah, it's a yeah. Month. And then Tony, you know, I was afraid he was only going to get ten snaps. I don't think he's going to get any. <laughs> hey, look, Tony has to get back out there on the yeah, field. Yeah, there's no it, question about yes. that. But you know what? You don't want to yeah. rush him either. So when he's ready, he'll be ready. But every snap yep. he misses in practice, it's it's a little bit further behind he is. And you know, all reports and based on what the you know the coaches have said, he does a good job in the meeting room. You know, he's he's a smart guy. He's diligent. But there's as as Jeff, you can speak to this better than me. Uh, that that's still no substitute for for being out there on the field and actually participating in practice. Well, especially a rookie. 
<laughs> he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I played at Florida SEC. This, this is not the NFL there. There's so much, and he's he's getting further and further behind by not being on the field. That's that's a hundred percent. It's not. It's it's hard enough when you're on the field to learn this game as a rookie. It's even harder when you're not on the field trying to learn this game. So he's got a ways to go. Yeah. And, the, and the more that he sits on the sideline, the the least he the you know the less he's going to be asked to do this season. I don't think he was going to be asked to do a lot. I think he was going to have a lot of plays that were designed for things like he did at Florida. But I mean that that's decreasing as we speak. He's got to get back on the field. Yeah, no no doubt. And one last thing, John. I'm going to send some Annika to Ross because he <laughs> needs it for his hammies, and it will really help him. It might save his career, and it might save the Giants. So I'm going to send some to Quest. Well, we don't name. have any idea. I don't, think we, I don't think we don't have any idea, Charlie, what's actually wrong with him, right? I don't think they've disclosed what his injury no, it's a is hamstring. as far as I it's know. A hamstring. Uh, it's a hamstring. I read it. Three or four different people said it's a hamstring. Okay, issue, so I missed that. I'm assuming it is. You know, he's always had hamstring issues. But so anyway, I'm going to send it, or should I send some to you and you can give it to him, John? How's yeah, that? that's a good chance. Good. Yeah, that's a, yeah. go ahead and send it. Go ahead and send, send it to it Lance. To, yeah, I think he sends it to Lance. I think that's probably the way to do it. <laughs> Lance could put it on his forehead for God's sake. You got a better chance of have it. Send it to Datino, and he'll probably try it first. And see if it works <laughs> on his five-mile walks, and then maybe that'll be like the trial, you know, like these trial drugs. And so then yeah, he can be I, your guy. Well, so. if I come down to Boston, I'm definitely going to bring some, and I'm going to give some to Paul, and I'll give I'll give you some, John, you know, so you can try it, and then I'll give you an next one. And if you happen to run into Ross and just happen to see him, you know, we'll see what happens. Thank you, Charlie. Okay, guys. See you later, Charlie. Take it easy, Charlie. So, like, how Charlie's do you think? I acquire Jeff. I'm sorry for interrupting. How do you think I acquire Jeff a picture of Charlie so I could provide it to security up in Rhode Island? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to go about doing that. The best way about going doing that is just tell Charlie that he's not allowed there and he won't come. <laughs> no, but if you tell him he's not allowed, then he's going to come. Then he's going to be even more oh. you know, intense on getting in the building. Yeah, just let him in. You know, I wish I I wouldn't mind meeting him. You know, I, although right now I have this idea of what he looks like, and and if I meet him, it's going to change that. So maybe I don't want to meet him. Can't you imagine, though, like, do you think he's going to be shouting, like, the rude and obnoxious things to the players he doesn't like from the stands? Is no, I, I, that? I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't think so. I hope I, not. I think Charlie's a guy that, and I'm, and Charlie, I know you're still listening. I'm thinking that you're you're kind of one of those guys that sits on the sideline and just observes everything and then calls us and tells us about it. That's That, to me, is the type of fan you are. So he does his talking on the show. He will yeah. not do his talking yeah. from the from the stands. That's right. Nobody will understand him with that accent, anyways. So, <laughs> no, in, in Rhode Island, they don't understand everything. <laughs> well, I says. guess you're right. Up there, they will. So, yeah. And by the way, I think all of us on Big Blue Kickoff Live would love to meet every one of our listeners and the people that call of in, course. if that's ever a chance. So, yes, um, because I know we have we have quite a few that we have met over the years that come up to the stage on our game day, which is kind of nice. And yeah, sure. And I will tell you, I know you'll agree with me. Sometimes, you know. Uh, these people don't look what they like they sound. I mean, to, in our own minds, you know, you kind of put a 
yeah, you put a voice with a face and you're like, wow, so you're so-and-so. That's just, I, okay, nice to see you. you know, That's why I don't know if I want to see Charlie. Because I have, in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, I have what I think Charlie looks like. Now, here's the question. In your mind, what does he look like? That's what I want to know. Well, I only go from his Twitter. He's got a picture of himself. Oh, um, does he? I've never actually tweaked on And I don't know how old Twitter it is. Profile. I don't know how updated, you know what I'm saying? So, in my mind. Uh, oh, there he is. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? So, he's got this, you know, gray okay. hair, I guess. Yeah, and, a little stash. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, he's not going to have a chance to call and rebut what we're saying. But I mean, so I don't know if he's five foot two, five three. Uh, you know, yeah, how I tall know. is he? That's a good question. <laughs> he does make short jokes about Lance, so I'm thinking he's not that short. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to do that if you're short. So that's right. a good. That's a good one. So, anyways, good luck, Charlie, going down there next week. That'll be fun for you, Charlie. And if you're there, come by, say hello. I'd be love to chat. Do a one. Lobster rolls for the guys. He shows up with like a big crate of lobsters again. <laughs> Two hundred one nine. He just hands it to me on the field. Oh, Two hundred one. You will not touch it. I can tell you that. I will take the crate. I oh, you will take the crate. I'll You're not going to take the lobster though. Well, I don't want him to start like like jabbing me and stuff. Two hundred one nine three nine four five one three. I believe Joe in Pennsylvania was holding the longest. Joe, what's going on, pal? Hi, Joe. Uh, nothing. You just, you guys just I think hit on it. I was uh, concerned and going to ask you. Uh, like Rudolph and Ada, uh, if he, what do you think of him getting off a pub? But uh, I'm really concerned with him. I guess uh, Barkley, uh, our our two wide receivers, Tony and uh, the other one, Galladay. Would you all say this? I think if you want to see Rudolph for the regular season, I think he better come off pup next. He week. has to, or six right. weeks. So they right. may just activate him and may not play him for a week or so. You know, so right. I, I was just saying, and and uh, Bar Barkley, do you think any of them are, would have a chance of playing that last uh, exhibition game? Yes. So um, I, I, I have I to see Tony and Galladay actually do some things at practice first before I can predict them. I think there's a real chance Barkley plays against the Patriots. I really do. Well, Joe, I'll put it this way. Because Joe Judge basically said that at his press conference this week that if they were practicing against themselves and these were competitive practices, he'd do more this week mm -hmm. than what he did last week. And he started doing some seven-on-sevens last week. So that tells me this week he probably would have started doing some team. And one guy start doing teamwork in practice, that to me is the green light that you can put them into preseason games. So maybe not this week he would have played, but I think Patriots would have been a real possibility. Yeah, I, I just think yeah, I agree with you. I mean, listen, I, I and it's be if he does get into the game, Joe, I think it's going to be a series or so because you know just want to get your feet wet. You want to have him take a couple hits for his <laughs> mind. You know, that's it. So, yeah. how's this new quarterback we just picked up? I think he was in a few uh, drills there. Brian Lewerke. Lewerke. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, wonder yeah. if once once Thorson's injury clears up if, if he might not be back at some point on the practice squad, you know, because they just needed a third quarterback for practice this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you I'm not sure how that's going to work. You, you don't think there's any chance they'd pick up uh, what's his name that just got uh, released there? Rosen or Rosen? Oh, God, no. No <laughs> way. No. Be a head case or what? That guy, that ship sailed. I mean, he's, he's on his, would be on his fifth team. 
Joe. You know, How about yeah. that, right? he, he's had a uh, lot of opportunities, he... but I, I do feel bad for Josh Rosen. He has been, you know, the way he's had to move from team to team and everything, he's been put in a very tough spot in his career. Now, obviously, yeah. he hasn't done what he needs to do himself. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been let go by all these teams. That's but correct. He's yeah. also been put in a very, very bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess he had a lot of talent there to be drafted up there high, you know. Uh, that's, you know. Well, that just goes to show you, Joe, that that draft is not a perfect science. I mean, you know, <laughs> you think, right? I don't know if he's getting shell shot. He got shell shocked, or uh, well, he's part of head case, or what? I don't know. Well, I, do you remember uh, when when he was coming out of college when we were covering the draft, and you know, there was a lot of reports that he really didn't want to play football. Remember, it was just yeah, like you know, yeah. he just didn't really care, and that seems to be what's what it is. Yeah, but, again, I haven't ever, we haven't really heard any reports as to why he's not making it with these teams, like what the weaknesses are. To his credit, Jeff, he's been quiet. We haven't heard much chirping out of him sure. or his camp. Yeah. So I'll give him credit for that. And the teams have not, like, it's not like we've heard, like, a lot of reporting of him being a bad guy or not working hard. So I, I really, and I, I get in, I've also I haven't followed it closely, but I don't think we really know what the issue's been except the fact that he's just not a good enough quarterback, just to mm -hmm. put it broadly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, well, and it sounds like you know what I mean. The defensive ends are are showing up that they're bringing some, uh, you know, that they're going to be all right anyway. But what we have there, you know, to make the defense better, you know, so that maybe some of that question marks going away little by little there. And I guess the big one will be offensive line, and hopefully Daniel, the well, well, uh, he can play good. So. Um, that's all. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Have a good weekend, Joe. Thank you, Joe. And look, that that to me, Jeff, as I head into this game now, and Sal's on the line. Sal, I'll get to you in a second. I just want to kind of reinforce what I said earlier. And today at practice is the same deal. I'm going to keep, like, a side eye on the Giants' defense, but I'm focusing on the offense today and the game on Sunday. Uh, that, to me, is what it's all about at this point. Yeah. You know, can yeah. Can, can the playmakers get open? And again, you're missing a lot of the good ones, so that's not a huge deal. But, you know, Daniel protecting the football, the offensive line protecting Daniel, um, making some big plays, guys getting open. I just want to see the offense be a little bit more efficient and explosive. And that's going to be my focus in practice today, keeping an eye on that side of the ball, and also then watching on, on Sunday when they play the Browns in the preseason game. Yeah, and like I said earlier, I, I agree with you there, and I just want to see, and that's part of, that, that goes in line with the execution, you know, and, and just being able to run those plays and have not, not have mental errors and be able to, you know, from the very get-go of the offseason, Dave Gettleman mentioned we need we need playmakers. We need to make some plays. So I'd like to see that too. And, and I know it's a scrimmage. I know it's the joint practices, but, you know, I look at uh, Njoku, the kind of plays he made yesterday. Can we see some of those offensively yeah. for the Giants? You Great know, point. Th that would be exciting for me. And, and by the way, not just Njoku, Rashad Higgins made that, like, Hail Mary catch in the end zone, too, in the middle of, like, six defenders. Like I did not see that one. But Yeah, there, there was a play. The, the, the practice ended in two move-the-ball periods, right? Mm -hmm. So Cleveland went first. Um, O'Shane Zimenez got a sack during that period to put him into like a second and 16. Of course, then they completed a 17-yard pass to Donovan Peoples-Jones. But <laughs> after that, uh, they got to a third and 10 on like the Giants' 20-yard line, and Trent Harris flushed Baker Mayfield out of the pocket, flushed him right. And I think if it was a game, Lorenzo Carter probably would have gotten a sack, but they didn't call the play dead very quickly. And Mayfield kind of just heaved the ball into the middle of the end zone, and Higgins jumped. And there was like a 
scrum between like six or seven guys, and he just came down with the football, and then there was a quite a hearty celebration there as well afterwards. But that's that that's how the Browns moved the ball. Period ended. Yeah, interesting. I I, I like to see some, and I, I some of the footage that I saw on the Giants side. I mean, I, I think Evan at Ingram that had, point, by the way, I don't yeah. think they were allowing people to shoot that, which is why you nobody probably saw it. Gotcha. Yeah, because we do know, you know, just from uh, being afar and the coverage that I try to watch, there's a lot of things that we we don't get to see, and that's just that's on purpose. Right. Um, so, and that's okay. Um, but I think that to your point, like to see some plays, like to be some big plays, not only in today's practice but on Sunday at the game. Let's let's go. Um, and I would like to, if they have moved the field, they they like to do those because I tell you what, you know. Every game, you don't get a two-minute situation. And I know that in yeah. training camp and in preseason, the coaches want to get those. And they're, they're lucky if they can get one before the half or even if it's at the end of the game because that's they, they practice that all the time, but it, sometimes it just doesn't come up. So I think that's important because you got to be able to, when you're in a move-the-field two-minute situation and you're down, uh, you're, you're driving to win the game or get some points at halftime, especially if you're going to get the ball again. So these are things you want to work on, hopefully. And in practice, you can set these situations up. So it's easy to be able to run them in practice. But then when you get in a game, it's even a better a gift if you can actually get one to appear. So that's kind of good. No, absolutely. And then the Giants had their move the ball, period. There was a sack, and then there was an interception, and it was just in a span of three and plays. You know, it did and not it just go kills well. the drill, doesn't it? It just kills the well, drill. Well, yeah, because you hope to get like 12 plays off, right? Yeah. Over that move the ball, period, and, and they ended up just getting three. So And move the ball, period, the, the, the whole premise behind that is that you no punts. You know, don't you gotta you got to execute your third downs and yep. move the ball and continue your drives, and that's the thing. So you, yeah, like, you're really trying to mimic a game situation. Is what that's you're right. Trying to do. Yep, and that's that's uh, not always easy, but you know, again, if you really want to take a, you know, really want to kind of pay attention to something, see what the Giants are doing on first and second down. Obviously, we've talked a lot about that and trying to get better on those so that you don't have to get into those third downs where you third and seven or more, and the Giants have a hard time with that. Or avoid third downs altogether, which is even well, better. You, yeah, right? that would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Two, 201-939-4513. Let's go back to the phone. Sal's in New York. Sally. Thank you for taking my call. Real quick on the Giants. Um, what do you guys expect this Sunday from the Browns and Daniel Jones this season? What do you guys expect from Daniel Jones this Sunday against the Browns? What do you guys think? Just real quick. I mean, I, I think he'll probably play around a quarter, I think, give or take. Okay. Maybe two two series, give or take. And well, look. I'm going with the Giants to win this one because, you know, I know Jones is going to play. I don't know if Saquon's coming back, but he might come back this season. But we're not well, sure. Sal, look, look, Sal, Sal, look, win-loss win, win in preseason doesn't mean a hill of beans. So don't worry about win-loss. Okay. Just worry about how your guys play. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I saw an amazing statistic. Thank you, John. And bye-bye, Sal. Did you see <laughs> how many consecutive games the Baltimore Ravens have won in preseason? No, I did not. Have they won a bunch in a row? It's like four years in a row. They haven't lost Is it a game. true? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I, I did not I know that. I think it's 16 or more straight preseason games, which is nobody cares, but it's just it's it's kind of it's kind of cool when you think about it. It's like 17 wow. game <laughs> preseason winning streak. Holy cow. I had no I, I probably should have known that. I had no Isn't that idea. Crazy. That's nuts. 
That's nuts. So, I mean, maybe the Baltimore Ravens are really into winning preseason games because <laughs> they're doing it pretty good. But like you said, it doesn't really matter, you know. So, I mean, I think they're winning the game. That's more of a betting thing than anything, you know. But I think that, <laughs> I mean, 17 oh in a row. If you guys are out there betting preseason football, good oh, luck. I mean, hey, well, geez. you know people are. You know they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what what do I want to see out of Daniel Jones in that, that offense? Um, I don't want any turnovers, okay. I want to see the running game, and then I want to be able to see some play, big plays like you brought up, John. Um, that's what I want to see. I, I, the other question I wanted to ask you. I agree um, with all that, by the way. I'm going to throw pass protection in there, too. I want to see good pass protection. Sure. How about yesterday? There's referees out of practice out there. Were there a yes. lot of, uh, you know, a lot of doilies running around there yesterday? <laughs> no. I would, there were two or three penalties thrown in the secondary for either illegal contact, defensive yeah. holding, or defensive pass interference. I couldn't hear what the penalties were because I, I found, like, this little, like, uh, balcony area mm. overlooking both fields. And this is the trick when I'm watching practice, right? You know, for the Giants, we're on the porch and they have the two fields side by side. The Browns pretty much have, have, a, have a similar setup, Jeff. But they have an elevated thing that I could go up to because we had a camera up there. So oh. I went up with the camera. So I was able to kind of get a bird's eye view so I could watch both practice fields. And I tried to watch them simultaneously, which, again, can be hard because you have four or five different things going on at the same time. But it actually gave me a, a pretty good view of practice to see everything. But I wasn't – and it stinks because I actually do have field access out here along with the other media members. So I'm actually pretty close to the fields, but I'm worried – that if I stay down on the sideline while I'm close to the field directly in front of me, I'm not going to be able to see what's happening on the field across from me. So I have the decision, do I want the up-close view or do I want the bird's-eye view? And I ended up choosing the bird's-eye view just so I could see everything, but I, I lost some of that kind of up-close-and-personal feel for the whole thing. Yeah, and it also, you know, people have to understand, back in the day, we all could get closer to everything. And, you know, nowadays we can't. So, you know, to me. COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right, and so, you know, my, one of my favorite parts about even when I was playing, because by the time this happened, uh, we were done with all of our special teams stuff. I would love. I always went over and watched the one on ones with the big boys. I, I just I feel that I just it's fascinating. Did you really? Me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I would even just when go, you were playing. huh? Yeah, absolutely. I loved it unless we were have to do something, you know, but we obviously have a lot of time on our hands. So that was the one drill that I like to see. Um, and then the team drills, you know, we're getting ready. Like if they're having on seven on seven or things like that, we're usually they're going to pack in a, a punt period or a field goal period right after that. So we couldn't I couldn't watch that. We were always warming up. But the one on one drills with the with the linemen, I always watch those because those guys are great. They don't move a lot. You know, they're like a but they're like a herd. They yeah, just dinosaurs and elephants. They whatever just you want to they, call. they conserve their energy by not moving much. And when they get <laughs> in there, they move a lot. But then all of a sudden they just they they just stay put and they just talk trash. Funny stuff. I mean, funny stuff that comes out of those guys. So, and as you know, they're they're some of the funniest guys on the team, the big boys. So, that's the one I want to. And so, back to your point is that if you're up high, you really sometimes can't truly unless you have. I know you take the binoculars. Like you and me are very alike in that. I love those binoculars. Well, you um, have to if you're far away. And unfortunately, <laughs> the O line, D line, one on ones, Jeff, they were happening on like the third far field. There's four over a hundred yards there, right? away. Yeah, wow. there are three. So there's three. like okay. two full length ones, and then at the end of the two full length ones, there's another like half field. 
Okay. Then that's where the old line D line one on ones were happening. So uh, yeah. I will try to get the binox out and focus on those. But here's the problem: I, I I'm the only writer out here for the website, mm -hmm. so I have to do like practice standout. So I feel like I kind of have to watch yeah, yeah, the wide receiver DB stuff sure. because that's because that's the easiest stuff to you know report on. That's what people want to hear about. But I can't watch that and the O line D line one on ones at the same time because they all happen simultaneously. So. It's difficult. I wish I could see everything. Unfortunately, I only have one set of eyes. Yeah, you do a good job, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at. So that's good. Well, I'm trying. All right, Jeff, final thoughts here. You're going to be on pregame and postgame with Lance uh, for the game on Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, Browns and Giants. Just what are you looking at? What are your thoughts? Final thoughts on the game? This is the last sure. one to be hearing from you before Sunday. Well, I, I think, the you know, Collectively, as a team, um, I just want to see progress more than what was last week, okay? Uh, penalties, I want to see, you know, offensively, we talked about it. I think starting with the offensive line, uh, execution in the run game, protection for Daniel Jones, um, and I want to see some big plays. I want to see some things. Remember, the, the Browns are a good team, and they have a lot of depth, so their second team is pretty darn good. So our the Giants' second team, I want to see how they execute against the, the Browns' second team, too, because they're pretty good. Uh, defensively, um, I'd really like to see how that secondary continues to work together because they got, they're got they going up ex uh, against a pretty good receiving core, including the tight end and the, ba and the backs and Baker Mayfield. Um, so I'm not so much worried about the defensive line and those kinds of guys in this game. I just wanted, would like to see how the secondary. And then when it comes down to special teams, it's just I want to see who's going to make this team because that's where you're going to find them. And let's see, you know, the guys like David Sills that are, you know, is going to get a – I would bet you that he's going to get a lot of, lot of chances to play special teams this weekend because he's done well in the receiver position. And now they want to make sure that if he can – can get a handful of stuff to go on special teams. So keep an eye on him and keep an eye on some of the guys that we'll mention probably in the pregame, but uh, to look for on the special team side. So that's what I'm looking for. It'll be fun. Should Weather hopefully is going to be good and have a good end of the end of the two-day camp here. No, I agree. I'm with you, Jeff. And I'll just throw, to me, this is all about the fronts. I want to see the Giants mm -hmm. protect, especially if those big-time Browns pass rushers aren't going to play. Mm -hmm. I want to see the off Giants offensive line win consistently and I want Daniel Jones or whoever's back there to have time to throw the football now the results might not be great because again we're missing so many of those playmakers but I want to see him have time to be back there and throw the football and and the other thing too is that it's communication you know the Browns do a lot of stunts and twists and stuff like that so I want to see the con the communication and conversation between those offensive linemen be strong and pass those things off well so I think that's very important so that's offensively, offensively for me what I want to watch. And then defensively, look, like I mentioned earlier in the show, the Browns run that, you know, very common now in the league, Kyle Shanahan outside zone, stretch inside zone type of stuff. I want to see the Giants front be disciplined about that. I want to see how they stop the run without Dalvin Tomlinson. Mm -hmm. I want to see, you know, how they do against two very good tackles and Jedrick Wills and uh, – Jack Conklin, two guys I thought they did a pretty good job with yesterday in practice. So those are the things I'll be focusing on as we head into Sunday's game against the Cleveland Browns. Jeff, good stuff, Sounds my good, friend. Sounds good, John. Yep, talk to you uh, on Sunday. Thank you, guys. Once again, Pearson, thank you, and all the callers calling in. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you guys soon. Yes, I apologize for the brief technical difficulties. Luckily, we got back up and, and rolling. Now I know which wireless card I get to use <laughs> next time. 
Don't miss out on the return of New York Giants football. The 2020 season is now underway, but there's still time to secure your season tickets and root on your Giants here at MetLife Stadium and speak with the Giants ticket representative right now and become a season ticket member by calling 888-NYG-1925. Also on September 26th, watch the Giants retire Eli Manning's jersey in style. We are offering an exclusive suite package which includes Eli bobbleheads, jerseys, t-shirts, and more. Speak with the Giants suite representative now by calling 888-NYG-1925 and select option four. For Jeff Fiegels, I'm John Schmelk. Of course, you can check out the Giants Little Podcast on your favorite podcast platforms, the Giants mobile app at Giants.com slash podcast. The most recent Giants huddle, Jeff, is up. Mm. I talked to Sandro Platzgummer about his journey to the NFL from Austria. Sandro. Obviously a NFL hotbed. So it's actually <laughs> easy. Yes, yeah. he, he's, he's honestly a real – it's a real interesting conversation. We do a little bit of football stuff, but most of it is, you know, his journey, life stuff. It's, it's, it's a fun talk, and you could hear part of that interview as well at our pregame show coming up on Sunday. And Charlie DM'd me on Twitter, Jeff. He is 5'7", by the way. So he is Just a FYI. Short guy. Yeah, he's so just, he's, he's tiny he's, also. But, he's, but he is taller than Lance maybe. Well, yeah. Lance claims he's 5'7". All right, so we have to have a, have a, uh, a measure off. <laughs> Although emphasis I don't see, I don't see emphasis on claims, together. by the way. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think Lance is actually 5'7". But anyway, for Jeff Eagles, I'm John <laughs> Schmelk. We're both six feet tall. We'll see you next time on Big Blue Kickoff yes. Live. Stay safe out there, everyone.